Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Immaculate Perceptions. Uh, today we got a, a power pack show. We got a lot of stuff, big news going down uh, just recently uh, regarding Antonio Brown and the reverter, reverberating effects that's going to have and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, but we're really excited to, to talk today. We got a lot of good topics, like I said. So, how are you guys doing? I, I'm ready. I think I let Armando go first last week. So I'm, dude, I'm ready. I uh, watched a little AAF yesterday. There was some fun stuff. There's some big draft news, of course, which you mentioned. Yeah. So I think today will be more, I think we're going to be leaning towards more the NFL draft centric side of things because uh, there's a lot of things happening. And uh, and I'm just glad to be here, of course. Yeah, man, it's, it's a good time. Uh, we're just coming off the combine, get ready for the draft. Lots of free uh, postseason or preseason, I guess now, acquisitions and things. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, let's so do that. Let's get into it. We, we've got a fun announcement. So we're actually going to be uh, we're going to be live streaming day one of the NFL draft. Not day two and day three, but day one. We are we are going to be live streaming. So you guys uh, t- tell me, what, what are you guys excited about? the most excited to see uh, about the draft? Well, first of all, I think you guys were texting and I didn't even think about it. Like, of course we should live stream. And I think I'm like more excited to like have our show and watch everything go down live together, at least the first night, right? We could do the first night. Um, And I was telling Ben, like, we could kind of like talk about like what we think about that move, you know, kind of like you were watching ESPN. So if you kind of got into listening to us in the start, you could listen to us ramble on about the draft i'm most excited though about the jets again because we're in the third spot again Mm. and as you know last season we were lucky enough to get sam darnold fall to us and this year uh there's some interesting things going on and and i think what's happening with trades with antonio brown and stuff are going to affect the jets decisions too so as a jets fan i'm excited so yeah same here uh being also a a a new york uh born and bred i'm a fan of the giants uh, not the Jets, but uh, with the number number six pick, uh, I'm hoping that we avoid the Kyler Murray uh, hype. Uh, do you want the Jet? Do you want to trade down to the Jets? They got that beautiful third spot. I think you know the Giants and Jets have never, never worked trade. together on a trade before. You know what? I think Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State will be there anyway at number six. Probably. So we don't need to lease the farm, as it were, to go to number three. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. Um, I don't know. Like right now, be. the way the current draft is shaking out, there's a good chance. However, you know, a couple of those teams that are sitting up at the top, you know, uh, I think are willing to trade down. So if you got somebody else who needs a quarterback, I mean, we we know Foles is going to Jacksonville. We know Flacco has gone to Denver. So I, I don't yeah, really I don't know. know who that who that team is. You know. But uh, I, I know there's always teams looking to uh, upgrade quarterbacks. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe a team that's got, you know, an aging quarterback. I don't know who that might be either. But we, we can kind of look at that stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot more about the draft and, and the quarterback situation and things like that uh, here in a little bit. But uh, let's get on to the, to the AAF. Uh, sure. You know, every week we talk about the AAF. And, um, you know, I'll go first. There was basically, you know, some big news uh, today. Which is uh, Aaron Murray is going to be starting for? Yeah, he looked good, man. He, he looked did. good last week. He looked good. And so um, much better than Matt Sims did. So oh, there it is. you got a hat. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, jealous. dude. I got the hat. I got that. Atlanta Legends. This is to celebrate Aaron Murray, my Georgia Bulldog, uh, starting last week and getting the win for the uh, for the Atlanta Legends, our first win of the year. Now today at four o'clock, which we record this on Sundays. 
they're going to be playing the uh, my team. Yeah, your team, the Memphis Express. The, the Express. And so we both have one win. So whoever wins this one is only going to be one game behind the Birmingham Iron, who lost yesterday. So really a win today, and we might be right back in it. That is one of the biggest games for for me personally, and I think in the league because it's the battle of the the one win teams. Yeah, uh, it's the battle of the teams that were memed to hell for the first few weeks <laughs> of the season. Like you go on the AF Reddit, there was a meme about Atlanta Legends or Memphis Express, or they were combined in the same <laughs> meme, right? Like they're the epitome of what was bad about the AF for a while, and now they're turning it around, and it's really and I think. We're starting to see true colors. And I want to just mm-hmm. note that yesterday we saw some more true colors of Perez, the quarterback with Birmingham. He's turning out not to be what we thought. Yeah. And you're seeing that this guy is digressing. And now he got benched yesterday and Birmingham still lost, uh, which I believe they lost to uh, Orlando, Orlando. Uh, yeah. which we were thinking was going to be a really good game. But look, Orlando's the number one team They're in the league right now. Day. Orlando is Dude. making the the other seven teams look bad. You know, like Orlando's five and zero. Oh. San Diego should San Diego and Birmingham should have the second. You know, they do have the second best two records. San Diego should have lost last night. And what I thought was, you know, definitely one of the best games of the season, which was oh, man, uh, yeah. San Diego or uh, Salt Lake City at uh, San Diego, and basically Salt Lake City came down, made incredible play. Well, they got it. There was a pass interference call, so they ended up getting first and goal with like a minute left. Uh, made it, made a great pass. The guy, uh, the receiver who caught the ball, did like one of those Antonio Brown reach over the goal line, kind of like he did in the. Uh, I think it was in the playoffs, or either a, a game to get in the playoffs a few years ago against the Ravens. And uh, then they got the two point conversion. They went up twenty five twenty four, and then San Diego went right down the field in a minute and kicked a. I think it was like a 48-yard field goal or something. So it was no it was no gimme. I feel I think the clock went to zero on the field goal. Yeah. You know, in my in my yeah. wrong countdown, yes. they won. Man, football is back it in is San awesome. Diego. Yeah. I think I think the AF yeah. one of the best location moves for the AAF was going to San Diego, yeah. being like, you know what? They screwed over all those we we can get a fan base. So now, and you know what? The yellow, everything about the fleet just just fits San Diego. You know, I know the naval base is down there. But um, they did beat the Stallions, who I want to just give credit. The Stallions have been playing really well. But they've, they've like, only got one win. They only got one win, too. Yeah. But they, they've been, every game they play, they're, they're playing hard. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, uh, but just so you guys know, yes, we record on Sunday, so there are two more games coming up today. Uh, and uh, are, I think it's the, what's the other game? We have the Memphis versus Legends. And then Arizona versus Arizona Hot Shots. Yeah, Arizona versus. Shit, I'm, why isn't it showing it on Hold the on. AF? I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. I can't remember who the last team is. In the meantime, while you're doing that, I'll just yes. let you know that at the risk of sounding like a uh, bandwagon rider, uh, I'm rooting for the Orlando. Uh, San Antonio. Uh, is that your Orlando team? team? Yeah, my parents live in that area, and uh, I have some affinity for front runners. Map. Basketball team is the Orlando Magic. Oh, I was going to say front runners. You have an affinity terrible. for front runners. I, you know, I like to win. I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm rooting for Orlando. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So it's uh, Arizona and um, Commanders. Yeah. Sa- San Antonio at Arizona. Yeah. Okay. That will be an interesting game. Those two kind of match up pretty, pretty similar. But listen, I think we're seeing 
I mean, I'm excited to watch the playoffs. I mean, I, I hope, I hope, I mean, I don't know if the Memphis are going to, it's going to be a tough game. I'm excited for Memphis Atlanta. That is my big, like hot shots. I think will win the game against San Antonio. San Antonio has kind of been like this, Yeah. but I'm more interested in, I think the game of the week is Memphis versus Atlanta, to be honest with you. I mean, look, we watched Orlando blow over uh, Birmingham and prove that Birmingham isn't really that good. They still have a decent defense, though. Yeah, well, one of these teams is going to be pretty much out of it after today. Um, and one of them is still going to have a chance to make the playoffs. So, you know, I'm obviously pulling for Atlanta. I, I thought it was really cool, man. Like, I went I went to uh, to Dick's Sporting Goods the other day. As I'm my <laughs> I can't believe you got it. Yeah, yeah, so so there there was a whole little section. I mean, it was one, uh, maybe two racks full of Atlanta legend stuff, man. I, it was a Dick Sporting Goods. I went to go get my kids some shin guards for our uh, our soccer game we played yesterday, and uh, my my wife was like, "Oh my gosh, can you believe they got Atlanta legend stuff?" I was like, "Yeah." She said, "You have to get something." I was like, "Yeah, I know." So I started getting a shirt, but I was like, "Man, I don't really." I mean, I wear Lakers stuff and Monarch stuff or whatever, but uh, that's a Monarch wallet, not the. WNBA team, but Same I totally thought WNBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but anyways, yeah. uh, the colors are purple. But I'm not a big purple guy. I don't like purple that much, um, other than you know rocking Lakers stuff or whatever. So you know I don't like the colors, but the hat was pretty cool. And, and as you guys know, I wear my hats backwards all the time. It's like my thing, and so it's got the AAF logo on the front. So <clears> that was pretty cool. So real real excited to see what's going to happen today between these two teams. Who knows? I may go to a game soon. You should. I, I, I really I really think you should. I, and you know what? I had to choose between Atlanta and Memphis because they're the most East Coast teams. Uh, I guess Apollos are, but they're a little bit more yeah. South, so they're East Coast too. But Memphis is the closest to like New York, New Jersey, <laughs> to be honest, which is really weird. And yeah. there's all these Jets, you know, affiliated. Yeah. So um, this is our first rival, rivalry game, uh, Ben. Um, but uh, before is. we move on, I think we've, this is kind of like a filler week. We're going to see kind of strides this week. We're really going to get, I'm just really want to get to the playoff side of this thing. I'm ready to see like who's going after the first championship of the AF. But uh, of course I have a rant before we moved on, move on. My rant is the greatest football game ever made was NFL 2K5, right? Now there's an opportunity here with the AF and the XFL doing so well, or I don't know if the XFL is going to do well, but well enough where 2K games could say, fuck EA. Oh, I just curse. Only curse today. Could say, screw over EA and the NFL. Let's get a license with the AAF and make make football games that were good again. Okay? Did you guys <laughs> ever play this game? Yeah. NFL 2K5? Yeah. Amazing. So good. Like, it wasn't like Madden where you had to toss the ball up, throw it deep. You had to, like, figure out plays in this game. You couldn't just, like, willy-nilly, yeah. you know? Um. So shout out to 2K Games. I hope you guys pick up the AAF and make some cool video games again that aren't just Madden. Because I can go into a whole nother Madden rant, but I'm not. That's it. That's it. That's it for Andy's rant. Let me ask you a quick follow-up on that, because I remember games like uh, NBA Jam, where it was a basketball game, but it was just so much more. It's a lot more fun and more uh, superfluous with the crazy jams from half court. Uh, would you like to see something like that with the 2K and potential AAF uh, partnership where it was a game, it is a football game, it's a sim, but at the same time you have monster hits and you have the ability to knock players' helmets off and you got bonus points. Could could you see that working or is it too unrealistic? No, I think that's – I mean, I always considered those two types of games, like NFL Blitz was the NBA jam of football. 
but um what i know that on 2k that that NF nba 2k offers street mode where you can go on and play street ball it's right. not as arcadey but i think if you offered me one game that had the simulation and they're like oh but you could play our fun like like blitz style game i'd be like all for like combining both oh that's a great where idea. I, can, I have the option well madden yeah. kind of has yeah madden ha kind of has that they've got the three different modes you can kind of play in arcade or classic or i can't remember what the other one is but it, there's really not that much of a difference uh it's not much it's just easier yeah pretty much uh arc, like higher scoring on arcade yeah. like it's just like you know you're gonna score crazy plays all the time what it boils down to uh, is the receivers catching the ball more that's all that matters you know, oh, just like in the AAF, yeah, yeah, yeah that's good, <laughs> good, good point. Like, well, like your legends who can't catch a ball for the life. <laughs> Excited to see my boy. The, I think they dropped the ball more than anyone in the league, right? I don't know. What do you guys Poor think? Matt Sims. What do you guys think Poor about Matt's... me and me and my boy Aaron? I love it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, man. Aaron Murray was a good player, and I, I knew he'd probably be a backup on the NFL level, good. but uh, I, I'm excited to see him. So, all right, this well, might give him a chance to be a backup in the M NFL if he plays good this year. I think he's worth I, a look. I can't believe he. I mean, he was behind Alex Smith, and then they brought Mahomes in, and I don't know where he well, went after that, but um, or maybe this is where he ended up. So, well, I'm noticing like guys like Gilbert, who I think was in the NFL too. Yeah. Like, you know, they're kind of like this is a chance to showcase and be like, Hey, don't forget. I can play football. Yeah. Like if you don't bring me, like I would say that I think Gilbert is the most like well-rounded. He's a big guy. That guy's tossing the ball down in Orlando. Like it's water. It's like, it's like, you really know the players that are going to be successful in the NFL are the ones that are really standing out right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, ones that are really popping are the ones that you know could be in the NFL. Anyway, I think we're good on the AAF. We yeah. should. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, let's um, let's move on to our our sports Twitter shout out. I'll go first. Uh, and well, I tell you what, let me go last because it'll kind of lead into our next topic. So, Armando, what about you? Who you got this week? All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Nick Wright, uh, oh, former columnist Wright. down in Kansas City, and now he's a co-host with Chris Carter and Jenna Wolf, Fox FS1. First things first. Uh, great show. Great podcast. Listen almost every day. Uh, and Nick Wright, uh, he went to the University of Syracuse, Syracuse University in New York, so a little bit of a New York love there. He's practically my age. I feel like he's someone you go grab a beer with and talk sports. So he's at Get Nick Wright, G-E-T-N-I-C-K-W-R-I-G-H-T, Get Nick Wright. That's my Twitter sports shout-out. Awesome. What about you, Ando? Nice. Uh, I'm going to do not a person but a league because recently, you guys know I'm a big video gamer, there's the NBA 2K League, which is owned by the NBA, and I think about eight or so teams own their own esports team. And they did Crazy. their draft. They did their draft, which is really cool. Second season, I think their first season did okay. I think they had to do a lot of diff things differently. But actually, the first, uh, there's a female esport player on one of the NBA teams, which I thought was cool too. Um, so anyway, shout out to NBA 2K League on Twitter. So it's at NBA 2K League. Check it out. It's kind of cool. Uh, you know, eventually you're going to be seeing this stuff on ESPN. And I think it's cool. The NBA is kind of seeing progressively, like, let's just do our own league. Yeah. And, and like, let's pay for it. Let's make the logos. Let's, let's do this. So uh, shout out and kudos to the NBA as well. So that's my shout out. NBA 2K League. Well, very interesting. Um, I, I, we mentioned this sometimes, but we're all into cryptocurrency and this is kind of a tie in. Wait, what's that? 
It's it's basically digital money. <laughs> it's digital money. Oh, can you <laughs> tell me what Bitcoin? No, I'm, no, I'm not going to. But it's funny because uh, <laughs> on my cryptocurrency YouTube channel, I talked this week about Player P L A I R, which is a crypto project that's involved with this project called VeChain. The long and the short of it is though, is what Player is is they're trying to take like so esports are becoming more and more popular, right? And uh, they're professional leagues, just like what you're talking about. They're popping up everywhere. We all know Ninja. Like, Ninja's a really popular gamer. I'm not even into gaming, but I know who he is, you know. Yep. So th he's been on, like, Jimmy Fallon, I think, or one of the Tonight Shows. So these guys are getting Ellen, more and more popular. Jimmy Fallon, I mean, everything. But there, it, wow. there has not really been a way to tie in, like, some kind of amateur league for, uh, for esports, right? Like, you might have little like geographical niches or, you know, for maybe like locals, y locals, They're called locals. Exactly. So you're, you might be the king of your local, uh, chapter, whatever you want to call it league, but then you Just move across local. the country and you're nobody again, you know, like you'd have to earn your way back up to the top. So what player is trying to do is kind of integrate all of these local leagues to be like one amateur league where you can move up rank wise and stuff like that. So something to keep, keep your eye on. And this, this is the whole reason I bring this up. Because I read the stat that blew my mind. They say by 2021, which is only two years away, 35% of the world will be gamers. Yeah, of course. 35%? You don't have to tell me that. You're not blowing That's my mind. Third. That's, That's a third. A third more than a third. Yeah. Here, let me, let me just give you more perspective, okay? In Korea, for 10 to 20 years before us, they have been ahead of everybody with esports and game. Gaming is bigger than anything in their... First of all, Korea doesn't have a lot of sports per se, right? So gaming became their, like there are esport players on cereal boxes in mm. Korea. Korea is ahead of everybody. So where <laughs> where where they're kind of at is where America's gonna get. We're still in our infancy in America esports as a televised thing, you know, as like a mainstream thing. But I always remind people that yes, in America it's still on its rise, but in Asia it's already there. Like. There's more, I mean, Dota 2's, I think Jackpot, which is a, a famous MOBA, like esports game, uh, was like at like 18 million. So you're talking like this wow. team of five guys split 18 million and when they won the, the championship. Did they, <laughs> did they start their own restaurant after that? No. You five, know what? five guys, burger and fries. I just ate there yesterday. <laughs> how many, how many sport players have you seen make restaurants that have completely failed? A Except lot. for like Shula. Shula, Don yeah. Shula is a Oh, I just I got, I got a Don Shula signed football helmet sitting right over here. Shula's is around. I give Shula credit, yeah. but like Lawrence Taylor tried to open a restaurant back in the day. That shit closed. Uh, I think a Marino had something. Like, they all have. They all try something. Do not open a steakhouse. <laughs> do not, not do it. I remember Marino. Only Don Shula has that ability. Okay, you do not. <laughs> and he he had to be perfect. <laughs> He yeah. knew what he look. He got into stakes. You know, his DNA. restaurants are expensive. Some of them are very like high, high class yeah. stakes. Well, so cool. Good for Don Schuler. Well, let me let me hit up my Twitter shout out, uh, which is going to lead us into our first main topic of the day, which is uh, I'm shouting out Antonio Brown uh, at AB84. And why am I shouting him out? Well, he had a really funny tweet. I thought this week was basically <laughs> if you don't know about the ongoing Antonio Brown saga that that is seemingly closed now. Uh, you know, he wanted to be traded from the Steelers, and the Steelers had agreed on a trade to the Buffalo Bills. And I can't even believe he would want to go to the Bills. Well, it's he didn't. That was the whole thing. He did. 
He oh, did okay. not want to go to the Bills, and so he nixed the trade. He said, no, I'm not going there. I won't sign a contract. They had like a verbal oh. agreement. S- similar to what they have right now with the Raiders, I mean, there's nothing signed yet. Uh, there's some there's some differences with that trade that are going to make it go through. But once someone reported, I can't I can't remember the reporter that put out the first tweet about Antonio Brown was being traded to the Bills. Antonio Brown responded to that tweet and said, or either retweeted it one or the other, and said fake news. <laughs> Jesus, he just said wow. fake news. <laughs> so. You got this NFL reporter saying he's going to the Bills and had good information. Antonio Brown comes on and says fake news. So he's a funny dude. He's got the the freaking bleached mustache right now. Like, yeah, he's not a good teammate. I wouldn't want him on my team. Uh, but, you know, it, in the social media world, he's definitely pretty fun to, to follow. So, But he did get traded. That's the big news. He did get traded to the Raiders. And uh, the, there's a contract extension along with it or restructuring the contract for three years. And, you know, my opinion on this is that it's not going to make the Raiders that much better. However, the Raiders really won this trade for a lot of reasons. Number one, um, this trade is not to win games this week. This is for when they move to Vegas in two years. This is a flashy move for them. It's going to get Well, he knows he'll make, I think they're going to make, the Raiders are going to make so much money in Vegas. Oh my so, gosh, it's going to be insane. The, all the players are going to make a lot of money. All the car dealerships in Vegas are going to do the players, are going to be doing commercials. Yeah. Come on. Vegas is all about that. Yeah. Right? So, so, so the second It's a good the, move. The, the second thing that I would say, and then I'll, I'll get your you guys' opinions on the trade. The second thing is they destroyed the Cowboys on that Amari Cooper trade because they traded Amari Cooper for a first-round pick, and then they got Antonio Brown for a third and fifth-round pick. So really what you're looking at is that, you know, the Raiders gave up Amari Cooper, a third and a fifth for Antonio Brown and a first. So you, I, I got to say, I think they won the trade, uh, you know, hands down, but with the Steelers and also with the Cowboys. So I want to know your thoughts, Armando. What, what do you think about this trade? Do you think it's good, um, you know, and your initial thoughts on it? So for the sake of putting butts in seats for tickets for Flashy for Vegas, sure, it makes sense. Uh, to your point about, uh, you know, if all things were equal, uh, if Antonio Brown and Amari Cooper were equal, then sure, you could make the case a third and a fifth is better than giving up a first. However, Antonio Brown is at the end of his prime. He is a diva. He is someone who has no problem telling the quarterback to get me the friggin' ball and got his panties in a bunch when Juju Smith-Schuster was a nominated team captain and he wasn't. Uh, meanwhile, you have Amari Cooper, who is much younger, who can run every tree in the route tree, every route in the route tree, uh, is a much more physical receiver, uh, can still has breakaway speed. Uh, he's never going to badmouth coaches or teammates. He's not going to throw you under a bus in the media. He's an all around much better team guy. Uh, and he's not a cancer. So, uh, all things are not equal. I would much rather have Amari Brown than, uh, A.B. Amari Brown is that a is that Wait, a combo? Is that, their, is that their love 80. child? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that um, as a Jets fan, I experienced the Revis situation, which was Revis is a Hall of Famer, and I've never seen a cornerback in one season that he played play the way he did, where he locked down some of the biggest top ten receivers back to back. He was doing it and showing it on the card, but. He put me in as a fan in such distress, distress. And like, I hated it. Like, 
trying every day to look at the beat writers and see if there's some news that maybe he's signing and this whole free agency thing is it was awful diva players i learned through revis are the worst to have on my team and i noticed on the jets reddit they don't want a, we don't want a thing to do with him and there's rumors that the jets were involved i don't want us to have a poll I don't even give a shit if he's the greatest wide receiver and still might be, might be in his prime. Who knows? Um, I don't give a shit. Let him go to the Raiders. Let him go to Vegas. Get him the hell away from my team because I do not want a diva player. And I've learned, I, I think it's important to build from the draft to really care about players that want to be team players. Is he a team player, guys, off the top of your head? No, no not at all. Is... Um, was but but, but, but if you're the Raiders, if you're the Raiders, though, and you're it's not all... competing this year, no matter what, like, even if they get Le'Veon Bell, which some people think that Antonio Brown is recruiting Le'Veon Bell and that's where he's going to end up, I can see it. Even with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, they're still not competing this year. They have, like, the worst defense in the NFL. So I just can't see it. Like, if you're a Raiders fan, like, I'm a season ticket holder for the Falcons, right? We've had some bad seasons. This season was a bad season. You know, uh, back when Julio broke his foot in 2013, I believe, we went 4-12. and 12. It was a terrible season. And, like, if you're a season ticket holder, you're going to these games about halfway through the season, you know your season's done. You're like, why am I even coming? You know, like, I've already bought these tickets, but there's nothing exciting. Like, at least if you're a Raiders fan, I feel like you lost Khalil Mack, you lost Amari Cooper. Now you at least have somebody who can get some excitement, you know? Like, I understand your both your arguments if you guys are competing for a playoff spot, but in that AFC West with the Chargers and the Chiefs, they're not competing for a playoff spot this year, in my opinion. But so. see, then, then that speaks to philosophy. You should be competing to be competitive and make the playoffs every single season, not where you paid some uh, Chucky lunatic coach a decade-long contract for the largest contract in coach freaking history. Uh, so then, what, you have no sense of urgency? You have no fire under your butt, so you can make all these crazy deals. And how much money, if they do get Elba, no, how mean, much money is going to pay him? Some stretch the cap is foolish. You should be trying to win from jump. That's your job. Well, and they're not. he's not doing their, he's do, his due diligence as a coach. And if I'm a Raiders fan, I would be pissed they picked up this deal. It sounds like the Randy Moss move to the Raiders a long time ago. Almost, all the, like, almost all the Raiders but, moves they've done. But who's the one team that, this should happen to Raiders is the Raiders. Yeah, That's why I'm like, let him go to the Raiders because I don't want him, but I know the Raiders would take, take him. So here's listen, character guys are just, I have, I don't, I don't care anymore yeah. about, I don't want them on my team. Well, here in, in a certain sense, you want character guys, but character guys that care about their play, you know? So here's the Absolutely. thing, Armando, like I, I, I understand what you're saying and I'm not saying that the team itself or that the players believe that they will not compete. I think Antonio Brown going there believes he's good enough to make them where they can compete. I'm talking about it from a fan perspective, like an intellectually honest perspective to look and see the two teams that are ahead of you in your own division and, and say like, you know, how rare is it that three teams from one division ever make the playoffs? The NFC South did it a few years ago, but it, it is very, very rare. So I'm just saying, like, if I were a Raiders fan without a lot to cheer for last year, like, if you listen to how sad the Raiders fans were, they did recently sign a new contract with Oakland, so they will be in Oakland for one more year. But they thought last year that, like, I think the game against the Chiefs or the Broncos won was their last game ever in Oakland. And, like, 
I was listening to people on the radio talk about like how sad they were. Like they're going to the last game and it wasn't even like exciting. It, they just said it was a weirdest feeling. So I think for the Raiders fans, especially if you're in Oakland, like I think this is exciting. I I would I understand what you're saying about him being a cancer. However, you know, for years people have said him and Julio are the two best receivers in the league. You know, and you can't you can't really get two different guys, right? Like look, Julio is probably the most not. Julio and Larry Fitzgerald are probably the two yeah. most non-diva wide receivers we've ever seen in the NFL. But that's the difference, Ben. You have if you told me Julio Brown, I'm gonna go Julio yeah. every time. Yeah. Julio, he catches the rock and plays his butt. He's one of the best receivers in the league for the past how long? Like, ever. He's, he's one of the player. he's one of the best ever. He's on track to crush all the records. He's he's just like Larry Fitzgerald. He keeps yeah. his mouth shut. He you know, and look, you could be a diva on the field and do dances and stuff and be like Deion Sanders. But don't be a diva off the field and be a teammate. Deion Sanders was a teammate yeah. and a diva. Yeah. He's an example of a great teammate that was a diva. Yeah. Don't be Terrell Owens in your driveway doing sit-ups, okay? Don't let Brown turn into that. I love. Anyway, I like To. I was a To fan. I'm, I'm one of I don't, the only ones. I mean, does of course you. To deserves a Hall of Fame with technically obliterator. Remember that from Skip Bayless? What? Team Obliterator, T.O.? <laughs> is that what he did? Is that what he said? I, I used to watch his reality show. I, I mean, he's... Here's the thing, like, I can look at some of these players and sympathize with, like, I think the things that have led them to be like they are, you know? And, like, T.O., you listen to how he grew up, there's a relationship with his family, and just, he, the dude's jacked up. Like, he's jacked up in the head. He's he, And, and that's okay. not an excuse for him to act well, then, that way, but you can kind of understand what made him become that way. You know, he tried to commit suicide during I'm gonna training camp, I think. Yeah. I'll counter you. Curtis Martin grew up in the ghettos of Pittsburgh. His family had like no money, goes, gets a scholarship, never, he's, a, he's, you could grow up from a shitty upgrowing you can. and still be, you, be a pot. Curtis yeah. Martin's a perfect example of coming from nothing and being like a great, great player, an example of a good human being. And if you ever want to hear one of the greatest Hall of Fame spe speeches underrated, Curtis Martin's is like, it pulls you back. Because Curtis he Martin has even, the, he has the uh, he's known for having the most beautiful signature of all NFL signatures. Oh, really? Yeah, I could see that. He was always him and Jerome Bettis. Like, seriously, check it I, out. I, I yeah. believe oh, random. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm in the football helmet example, business. So. That's my example. Curtis Martin came from a really shitty upbringing, just like Terrell Owens. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does affect you, you know. But yeah. I'm saying Terrell Owens is Terrell Owens. He still has Hall of Fame numbers, though. Well, some people, some people overcome it, you know, and, and, and that's, I mean, you could argue T.O. obviously overcame it for sure in, in some ways, but definitely, in definitely. I come, I'm coming from a background where I work with, you know, people with addictions for a long time, for 10 years. That's and so true. like, I'm used to kind of looking behind the curtain and seeing like, okay, why is this person acting the way that they're working? And so from, from that perspective, it was interesting for me to watch the end of T.O.'s career and to watch the whole saga, kind of knowing what I know about, you know, psychologically the reasons why people do what they do. So Who's that on the cover? He was of also the, on the, the cover greatest. of Madden, was it Madden 05? But this this is the greatest That's game okay. of all time. This is the greatest. But here's the thing. This season when he was when he went to the Super Bowl was one of his best seasons. He was oh. phenomenal. And he should have been then he got, Super Bowl MVP. If got, they would have won, he would have been Super Bowl MVP. Remember he was injured and yes. he gave it his all yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he was like really hurt. So I give him some props. I mean, he's, like, he's he gets props. And he was and a he was a physical like, beast, um, for sure. He he looked different than other receivers. He was he was, you know, we have receivers kind of like that now, 
that size, Julio and, you know, Megatron was bigger than him too, but, you know, he he was much more muscular than we had been used to seeing for wide receivers at that time. But you see, I will never, I don't remember Megatron. I remember Terrell Owens. Yeah. And that's another really? thing oh. I think. Well, I I'm, no, I remember him, but in conversation, what, this is the first time I brought him up. I don't, he was great. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. no doubt, but he was one of the quietest. No, he never talked. He played for the Lions, a shitty team for his whole career. <laughs> you know, it's sad that he'll be forgotten, but Terrell Owens won't be because he was ex eccentric and crazy. But that's the fun part, right? Yeah. And he did it in a fun way. He never really was like malicious to anybody, right? So there's a difference. But Antonio Brown always had like this weird swagger I don't like. There's a difference. He's right? got he, he's they call him Mr. Big Chest, you know, because he's got that he's got that little man syndrome, you know. Like he's bigger than us. He's probably taller than all three of us. Sure. But you know, in the NFL, in terms of wide receivers, he's not very big, and so it, it almost feels like he's always trying to out to prove like, yeah, I'm not as now, big as you guys, but I'm better, and like that's kind of what he's based his whole career on. That's my opinion, anyways. This hasn't officially happened yet, though. It's all just being worked out. Uh, they've already agreed to the contract terms, I think. Let me see. Um, I don't think it's, like, gone through officially yet. I, remember there was all the FUD about the Bills, and everyone thought he was going to the Bills for a hot second? It was different, yeah. though, because Antonio Brown himself already tweeted out a picture wearing a Raiders uniform. That's true. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I did yeah, see yeah. That. So... It it says they've they've agreed on the deal. Antonio Brown's agreed. I, I'm not sure exactly. I, I guess it's still got to go through the league office and things like that. But yeah, it's uh, I I think this one is a done deal. Now we've seen trades before that looked official and then got nixed. Uh, I think didn't sure. the Giants have a trade a couple years ago where a, they made a big trade and then somebody failed their physical or something like that? Do you remember that? That happens a lot. I don't remember. Um, I can't remember who? Yeah. So it does happen. It's happened before. Yeah, ha I don't know. Maybe that bleach, uh, bleach mustache, will fail the physical for. So maybe <laughs> hard to trust anyone with a bleach mustache. It really is. It really is. Except for Hulk Hogan. Okay, so listen. Yes. Let Let's move on. Let's. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little NBA today, but I guess let's kind of stick with the with the draft theme for right now. Um, I'm not sure if we'll have time to touch on the on the NBA stuff, but let's talk about um. The, the quarterbacks in this draft, right? So we have a few notable ones. Obviously, we have Dwayne Haskins, uh, who a lot of people consider to be the number one uh, overall talent. We have Kyler Murray, who before this week, a lot of people thought he might be number one, but apparently he did terrible in all his interviews with a bunch of teams, and he got canned over that. We've got Drew Locke. We've got Daniel Smith from Duke, uh, Will Greer, a few, a few other guys. But the hot topic right now is what are the Cardinals going to do with that number one pick? Uh -oh. It has came out that apparently they are seriously considering trading Josh Rosen after one season uh, and picking Kyler Murray at the top of the list, which could have huge effects. Now, I think maybe they're just posturing and positioning uh, to get somebody maybe to trade up to that spot to get Kyler Murray. I don't know if they're sold on this, but... In some respects, I feel like they almost need to trade him at this point because now these rumors have came out. That's going to shake his confidence. And I remember when Josh Rosen was going through the NFL Combine oh, yeah. and the draft process, he came off as a super douche, you know, like just like a jerk, you know, like somebody I wouldn't want playing on my team. And it turns out maybe he's as unlikable uh, on his team as he is as he was in all those interviews. So 
Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that's something that we might see? Do you guys think it's smoke and mirrors? And if so, um, who, do you, who do you think is willing to trade up to get Kyler Murray? I think that I, I've been watching a lot of Sports Center and NFL Network, and a lot of people are saying now because of the tests and all that stuff, his character yeah. stuff is not on par for the kind of quarterback you want to – and not even that, his size is also a problem. So Kyle Murray might might fall, but let's look at the draft when the Redskins took Robert Griffin the third. Mm-hmm. Who did they draft in the second round? Third, Kurt what Cousins. third round? Was it second or third? Or third round. Yeah, Kurt Cousins. But everyone was like, why did they do that? They already got this guy, you know? And Kirk Cousins was coming out of college as a decent quarterback with high grades, but he didn't get, like, first-round mm-hmm. grades. But why not keep Josh Rosen? He's only one year. And draft another quarterback. Let them fight it out. Because if Josh Rosen is pissed like he's cocky like that, he'll want to do whatever he can to beat this guy in in preseason. So as an owner of a team, I actually think it wouldn't be like a bad investment to say, you know what? The only problem would be Josh Allen might Josh Allen, Josh Rosen might be upset with the fact that they want to draft a quarterback after a season, but they could also say, look, you haven't been proving anything. There's something. Remember, we don't see the practices. Remember that? I always say that to people. We don't see practices. There's a reason why Tim Tebow never threw passes for the Jets because he sucked in practice. Um, But yeah, Armando, what do you think of this? I don't know if you agree with me. Like, maybe it's okay to have two quarterbacks, or do you think it's let's let it go? Uh, So there's an old adage in football if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Okay. For so many different reasons, but the the locker room being one of the biggest. Uh, When your team captains on the offense and defensive side of the ball and the special teams, when they don't know who to look to, who their captain is, who their leader is. It creates division. It's a house house divided, exactly. And so you can't have that. you got to have one captain, one quarterback, one leader leading the team. Uh, So the idea of having him fight it out, it sounds great in theory. It does not work. Um, But it has worked. Yeah, it didn't work well in, in Washington. You talked about RG3. I, I, that was a dumb talk about it worked out for Washington. Let's talk about the team. Why did it work out for Washington? Because Robert Griffin III didn't work out. Then here comes Cousins, and he actually became a starting quarterback. They have stop. Alex Smith as their quarterback. No, I'm talking about the, Well, it didn't work. It worked out for a bunch of seasons for them. They had a starting quarterback for a while, and unfortunately, Cousins left to a bigger contract. I, I, they I, lost I, Cousins. I got to say, I think with the, with the Redskins situation that – if we were to go back in history and change who Mike Shanahan started in the playoff game against Seattle, if he would have started Kirk Cousins instead of RG3, I think the story would be completely different right now. I think RG3 would still be the quarterback. I think that injury he suffered in that game destroyed his career. He was never the same. And then it divided you know, RG3 fans versus Kirk Cousins fans. And I, it, it created a lot of division on I that team. Right. And they were never really happy with Kirk Cousins. Even though he's moved on, he's a starting quarterback, Washington yeah, was never really happy. That's why they didn't commit. Yeah. That's why Washington, to your point, did not commit yeah. to Cousins. And that's why I said, well, you know what? You want to get a, a bigger contract someplace else? Go for it. They strung him along with franchise tag at the franchise tag. And he didn't do that well in Minnesota. Now, granted, they had the death in the, in the coaching ranks in the offseason last year. And, and this is first year in the offense. We'll see. But if he's as this pedestrian this year as he was last year, then Washington, in hindsight, did the right thing by not keeping him aboard. That being said, uh, talking about going back to Josh Rosen. No, Armando uh, wants him. <laughs> you, you 
You know what? I do. Do you have a Giants fan? You better believe it. You know what? We got the six pins. We can take Haskins, assuming no one jumps up in between one through five to, to snag Haskins instead. But you know what? If he's going to be available and the, and the Cardinals want to waste their first round pick on uh, th- this new, I'm trying to keep it G rated, this new love affair from their new uh, head coach to draft Kyler Murray, take him. And then you know what? Rosen will have a chip on his shoulder the size of Wyoming and want to prove everybody wrong why he should have been kept in the first place. I just don't and think he's at a higher slot. Why don't why don't why don't we just say that this is an awful QB draft? This I is agree, hundred percent. This is it. This is just this is. Well, just uh, awful. Hold on, hold on. How can you say it's awful? We haven't well, even seen because the guys play yet. We don't, don't know. You can't I don't say mean that it yet. in grade wise, dude. I because for instance, last year was considered on paper one of the best QB yeah. drafts in okay. years. The year before that, the Jets decided not to take a QB because they realized the QB ratings for the year before were not great, so they held out, which was smart. There are, I'm talking about on paper. Yes, you don't know what's going to happen a year down the line because you got Tom Brady who was drafted in the seventh round and he turns out to be the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> so, happen normally. It, but it happened and it does happen. Later round quarterbacks have been successful in this league many times over. I mean, yeah, I but mean, when you, like, I, I feel like when you look on paper at, you know, if you were to go back over all the last drafts and see who the top guys were, and kind of what the public sentiment was about those guys, it bears out most of the time. You know, it, last year was a good draft. We all knew it was a good quarterback draft. You had Darnold, you had Rosen, who hasn't fared out so so well. You've got uh, uh, who am I missing? Well, Keatum, uh, Case Keatum just agreed to the to. Uh, well, we forgot to talk about how he's on the Redskins. Who's Case I, Keatum. Yeah, who's I? Who, who, Darnold Baker Mayfield was also. Oh, and Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. Like, we knew on paper those were all going to be good quarterbacks. You you go back, you know, all those years ago to a good paper draft. Roethlisberger, Manning, Rivers. So, I I think to some extent it doesn't matter. You always have outliers. You're going to have players like Josh Rosen that look good, but they don't fare that well. And then you're going to have other players, you know, like Baker Mayfield that we actually had. I have more questions about Baker Mayfield than any of the other quarterbacks in the draft last year. Let me me ask you, you, what quarterback did you feel like out of the rookie class – had a decent season as a rookie. And I'm going to, I know it's biased, but I'm going to say Sam Darnold had a very he decent season for yeah, a rookie. And I like, as a Jet fan, I'm, I'm used to competition at quarterback because we never have a franchise quarterback. So Armando, that's kind of where yeah. my, like, sure. Sure. Because, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm excited. If I'm yeah, a Jets I'm, fan, I'm excited. You got but, your quarterback for the future. But every season it was like, we got these two quarterbacks. They're going to go at it and see who's going to play football. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, and the most successful franchises have a up front, and, and you're right. Backup, now we do very clearly defined. That being said, this would be one of the greatest uh, uh, football god uh, smitings if it were to happen. There's some rumblings right now that there's a non-zero chance that the New England Deflatriates sign Rosen to back up Brady for another year or two. Learn all the tips and tricks, and then with Josh McDaniels taking over for Belichick, take the reins for another decade. Is I that would, what they're thinking? Josh? I would hate to see that happen, it would but it's be possible. a decently smart move. It would be a decently smart move. That's kind of why I want the Giants to get him, so New England doesn't. Uh, but then, lastly, about the stuff with Kyler Murray going back to that and, and yeah. the whiteboard uh, conversations, how he didn't fare too well in the interviews, this and that. Listening to uh, uh, first thing, nope, uh, not first things first. Uh, speak for yourself with Marcellus Wiley and uh, Jason Whitlock. Phenomenal sports podcast. My favorite one out right now. And uh, Marcellus Wiley, who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, uh, talked about how there's a lot of posturing 
before the draft. And a lot of teams, a lot of GMs, a lot of beat writers, a lot of influencers will say all kinds of negative things to negatively impact a player's draft status. So it would not surprise me if some of these people coming out, the Casterly's and whatever else, and people have said Casterly's comments about Kyler Murray in the the boardroom, in the meeting room, in the interview room, were a little bit overblown, but there's some truth to it. So it would not surprise me if people are saying these things so that people all of a sudden stay away from Kyler Murray. So he's basically nuclear. No one wants to touch him, and the Cardinals can snag him. Really. Unfortunately for me, he's got I, – I, even before these – you know, his, his meetings went really bad, I have bust written on him. I got – he's got that bust potential, and I hate that. I hate those players that have bust potential. And I'm sorry. Unfortunately, his size does matter in the NFL, and there That's are a said. few exceptions. So we'll see if – I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kyler Murray becomes a successful quarterback. Well, for every but, for every Russell Wilson, there's a Teddy Bridgewater, you know, or RG3. Somebody who's got a lot of potential, you know. There's comes five to, of them for every one. Yeah, exactly. Wilson. So – Sure. Or actually, you can make an argument a lot more Russell Wilson's a one-of-a-kind player. So, But if you guys remember last week on the podcast, I think I said that exact thing you guys just said, which was – a lot of this stuff people are saying about these guys is just smoke and mirrors regarding their height. It is. It is. They're, you know, like whatever. Spreading FUD. Yeah, it's FUD. That's what it is. It Fear is uncertainty and doubt. And doubt. <laughs> it's true. Well, let's move on just uh, real quick. Uh, I, I just want to touch on this because we we talked about it last week on the podcast, which is the Lakers. I said I thought the Lakers would pull through this week and end up making the playoffs. They haven't won a single game since we made that bet last week. So Armando is <laughs> definitely going to win that bet. The Lakers are now talking about shutting down LeBron or seriously reducing his minutes for the rest of the year. Um, we really only got a, like maybe a, a minute or two to talk about this, but you know there are rumors that well, not rumors. There's pressure. Jeff Van Gundy uh, had a quote this week where a lot of people were talking about the Lakers are so far from competing they might as well trade LeBron. What do you? He, there's not a no trade clause in his contract. So what do you guys think? I think it's. I think this was a mess. They could have solved this problem by LeBron not coming to L.A. I live in L.A. I'm out of the three of us. I'm here. And it's there's nothing worse than turning on the sports radio. That's all they're talking about right now is LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron. I don't think it's a marriage made in heaven. I think LeBron should move. I, I absolutely I love LeBron, too. Like, don't get me wrong. I was rooting for him on the Cavs every, you know, because I, I like him yeah. as a player. It was amazing how he brought the Cavs to the finals on his own, on his own you know, brought him on his back, but he Literally can't, by but, yeah, but he can't keep doing it. All right. He can't. And this team is not for him. LeBron, I love you. I know you want to make movies, but you could come back to LA after you're done. Go somewhere else. Go to the Bucks. Who knows? Go somewhere else. Forget the Lakers. That's my thought. At this point, uh, Rob Palenka, Magic Johnson, right? It's all Showtime. It's glitz, glamorous Hollywood. The optics would be so terrible to quote Charles <laughs> Barkley. If, if LeBron was to leave, there's no going back now. You're right. It's not a marriage made in heaven. It's a marriage made in the back of the room at the back in the dark in Vegas with some person dressed up as Elvis. That's where this marriage was made. Uh, it's far from optical or optimal. And at the end of the day, it, it's going to be a train wreck. However, if this offseason, the Lakers can bring aboard a Kyrie Irving, an Anthony Davis, a Kevin Durant, a Clay Thompson, or any one of those four, and then bring in one of LeBron's coaches, Ty Lu, who actually seems to know how to coach mega superstar personalities Just let him and play. the like. <laughs> Just let them play, figure it yeah. out. Then you know what? Maybe this whole experiment won't be a total wash. 
right now year one, just scratch it off. It's gone. It was a complete load of baloney, and it's a dumpster fire. But let's see after this postseason, or after, yeah, after the postseason ends and the in the offseason, if we can bring aboard some some superstars, then they might have a shot. Well, you know, the thing is, um, you know, this season is, is pretty much a wash. It, it's pretty much over. So what I'm really hoping for is that the Lakers basically lose out at this point and have a higher chance to get a top three pick. Because if they if they were basically to lose out or almost lose out, which is a great possibility if they're shutting LeBron down, uh, they might have a 20% chance to get up in the top three from what I heard on, on the radio, you know, based on the new lottery system. So, you know, that would be pretty good because if they can get a top three pick, now they have the leverage to go out and make a trade with the Pelicans or, you know, whoever it might be for a sign and trade to bring a big name in. But here's a very interesting story I don't know if you guys know about regarding this that just came out um, yesterday, I believe. Uh, Brandon Ingram has a blood clot, which if you guys know, that is what made push Chris Bosh out of the whole league. He was not, he never got medically cleared to play. So, there's a chance that they're going to be, you know, losing one of their top players and top trade bait, or at least it's going to be impossible for them to trade him, you know, because yeah. not every player that gets a blood clot is going to end up like Chris Bosh, but the question and uncertainty of that will certainly leave teams not to want to make a, a you know, high-profile trade for, for Brandon Ingram. So that's a bad situation. Definitely pray for his family and him, you know, feel bad for him with this. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, end his career. I hope not. Um, that would be that would be pretty bad. But I think Chris Bosh still it was towards the end of his career, you know, when he's older. And I think it just got to the point where he couldn't really get cleared. But he did have a long career, really. But I think about I, it. I don't know if that's problems. right. Uh, I mean, he had a he solid. He was in Toronto for a long time. Don't seven, forget. eight, nine years. He was, he was a per- perennial All Star in Toronto. Yeah, he ran that team to be uh, the Kevin Love of the Miami Heat. And uh, was the scapegoat for all their problems. You know what, though? I he, still remember he, he was definitely a team player. And I remember when they lost that first championship with the with the Heat. And to he Dallas, crying. yeah. He was crying hard. I watched him cry. And then the next year to see him win, I was really happy for Chris Bosh. That guy was a workhorse. And he was. He was Georgia Tech. Was, yeah, and unfortunately, he, he had a lot of injuries. Because, dude, those guys, the big men in the NBA, man, they got problems. It's hard. Like, look at Shaq now. The guy can't even walk probably correctly. He's got problems, man. He's so big. When you're that big, it's not. Yeah. You know who I once just a good fun story is I saw George Murasant. Who was yeah? He used to be on the Nets towards the end of his career, so he ended up staying in New Jersey. He lived in Bergen County, which is where I kind of grew up. I saw him at Hooters one night, and I'm like George, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to quit because his body was yeah. just falling apart pounding yeah. yeah you know sean bradley had a long career as a tall guy but his body took fell out too the tall yeah, guy the new yeah. well you know here, here's the thing uh chris bosh did not have that long of a career guys i know we no? we're, we're used to these players coming in the league so early now that it feels like they're playing for someone sure. yes he he played for 12 seasons so like he did play for 12 okay. seasons he basically the last game he played he was 31 so, you know, a lot of these NBA players play till they're, you know, 36, 37, hey. 38. A lot of players have their prime in between about 28 and 31. So he was really just kind of at the end of his prime years and probably had a lot of good years left. He definitely didn't want to retire. He That's finally true. retired, I believe, uh, officially last year, um, but he didn't play for several years. So, 12 <clears throat> season. 
Pretty average NBA career. Hey, 12 seasons with three rings ain't average, bad. It, it, but average NBA career is skewed by players that are in the league a year or two. I mean, we're talking about a superstar. It, once LeBron came to the Heat, like, Bosh was no longer seen as a superstar, kind of like Kevin Love. But it, when he got traded to go play on LeBron, both Kevin Love and Chris Bosh were considered superstars. So, you know, for a superstar to retire at 31, we don't really see that. Um, like, in... In the NFL, for instance, you know, if you saw a player retire at 31 that was like a like a quarterback, you'd be like, what, 31? Like, Matt Ryan's 31 or 32. He's in the prime of his career right now, you know? So, um, well, that's quarterback. You, you can't even blink at a quarterback too true. hard. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, Some you know, players, NBA is a lot easier on the body. I, th- I don't know. Maybe it's not the NFL. Some players that have kind of like a good understanding of what their post-career is have, have retired at, a, at an earlier point year than you would want them to but they do it because they're like listen i'm still young enough yep. i got my health i'm gonna give it up right now and that happens in football a lot i think more often than not yeah. barry sanders you know, calvin Brady, johnson both of them well barry Tom sanders that was that wasn't his his choice the alliance yeah. gift him he wanted to get traded out of detroit and they they uh blocked him so he had several years left than tank and he, oh, he crushed definitely. the rushing record emma smith is not the best running back ever that belongs to Barry Sanders. I agree. Yeah. conversation for a different time. I, yeah, but the, wow, we the actually agree on that, Armando. That's really weird. <laughs> but that's the difference is because Emmett Smith held on to the end. He was on the Cardinals for yeah, those two years. Shouldn't have played and, you know, like years. Barry Sanders went off when he, at his greatest point. He, so hey, Jim Brown did the same thing. Jim Brown retired around yeah. the same age. You don't remember Barry Sanders bad. You don't Dude, remember Emmett him. Smith had a Hall of Fame offensive line for the vast majority of his career. I could have got 100 yards per game. I mean, Emmitt Smith was a good running back. I mean, he was a good running I back. Think, you know? And he never got injured yeah. for the most yeah, part. Am I, can I, am I wrong to think, was it was Boomer? Boomer Esiason left the Jets and was the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. Was he with Emmitt Smith? Thought. No, no, no. That was before the Jets. After he like left the Jets to like end his career, Boomer Esiason was the starting QB for the Cardinals. He threw a game where he threw like 500 yards or something, but I think Emmitt was the running back. It was like oh, yeah. really wow. You're right. Could be wrong. He, one season, one season. They, they were both on the same team. Yeah, God, right? that's crazy. And then Boomer, I didn't dude. One that. game that year, Boomer threw like six touchdowns, five hundred something yards. It was like really cool to see. But Throwback. I don't know. I have like a vast memory of like football <laughs> history, so I'm glad I'm right for Jets it's players possible. specifically. It's magic for Jet players, like. But yeah. it, it strings out to other players as long yeah. as it's connected. Well, the Car- the Cardinals are known for picking up players at the end of their career for sure. So they are Chris Johnson, Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. I mean, Emmett Smith. They they've done it a lot. They they pick these players for him. They career locked uh, Fritz Stroud and they paid him his whole career. Yeah, that's and kept good. Him there the whole time. And that's I think one, that's really cool. One good move that. that they've done. So. Yeah. That's a good move. Well, Kurt awesome. Warner well, we're move. about to the end. We're going to start a new little segment where we're all going to take 30 seconds at the end and uh, kind of give our last word. So, uh, Andy, why don't you go first? Okay. It's not related to today, but on April 4th, the New York Jets will be revealing their new jerseys, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it on here. Now, what I pray to the Jet gods is that you go back to the Kelly Green color, the lighter color, and you go back to the Jets logo that had the – kind of fin on it if you guys remember Mm -hmm. from the 80s 90s modernize it a little bit but do not go like there's rumors they're going to do an alternate black jersey and i'm like come on it might look cool but i'm like i want the green and white is our colors so that's the jets we're green and white simple as that so jets do not disappoint us because that 
because Jet fans will not let you live after if this is going to be bad. I'm going to be really sad. So anyway, looking forward to the Jet jerseys. Hey Ben, you want awesome? Thank you, Andy. Uh, ben, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So last night, North Carolina swept Duke. Duke has not been the same team since Zion Williamson uh, went down. It's been a bad situation for them. I think uh, North Carolina fans are gloating a lot about this. However, I do feel like that Zion Williamson is, is going to come back in the tournament, and I actually expect Duke to get further than North Carolina. I think he's going to make an impact. I think the morale that that will bring up will also be huge. But one thing is for sure, Zion Williamson has been canned for not playing the last couple of games when he might could have played due to his injury. We're looking at this guy's long-term future here, and if he's not 100%, he shouldn't play. A hundred percent. It's just not worth risking the millions of dollars for in the future for his family. So that's my two cents on that. Awesome. And uh, I'll wrap us up. Uh, this isn't sports related. Uh, this is a, just life in general. Um, there is a lot of information that we are exposed to every day as Americans, as global citizens, whether it's through the news, whether it's through mainstream media, social media, etc. Uh, I just want to implore you, anyone who's listening to this or watching this, Use common sense. Check the information. Check your references. Please don't just believe everything that you're told or the narrative that someone's spinning to you because they want to elicit a certain response. There is way too much uh, things out there that you can get upset about and get excited about. Do your research, critically think, and form your own opinions. Thanks. Wow, that was good. That I'll have to do something that good next week. I yeah. just talked about jerseys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Armando, that's really good, man. I'm just cracking awesome. a joke. I, I actually like uh, Ben. We're gonna do this every week, yeah. right? So our audience knows. I think it's cool. So. Yeah, it's good. It means I have to actually me. like come up with a topic. That's hard. I want to like. It's so funny we're in these boxes. You yeah. know? I just want to like. <laughs> I want to read. Like five, you're dude. you're below me. I don't know where I'm I at. I could actually but... high five Ben. You know, I could go. Uh, uh, no, you're going the wrong way, buddy. Uh, Anyway, we did it. That was a good show, man. I'm having fun doing this third yeah. episode, right? Yeah, that's it. So uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, you guys make sure to tune in for next week. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Immaculate Perceptions, and we'll talk to you guys later. And then wait, hold on. It's the Twitter is the IPP OD. OD, so IP or IP pod. And uh, yeah. yeah. Bye. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>